We're so glad to have those that are visiting with us. I know a lot of our people are out. It's um, uh, Memorial Day weekend. My wife was telling me that yesterday. It says a lot of our people are out. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. And, and uh, I will continue the message I started last uh, Sunday called The Process. And the process is generally talking about for us to basically understand the way God does his things. Sometimes we make things too complicated. When it comes to God, we have all these ideas in our mind and we're like, I can't get to that place. How could I ever get to that place? I just want to go to church. I just want to go to heaven. And I don't mind if I get to heaven, even if I stay at the, at the gate. It doesn't matter. I don't want to be at the gate. I want to be close to the master. Amen? And so the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 22, verse 29, it says, Jesus speaking, You are mistaken, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. If you don't know scriptures, you know, a lot of people want to come to God. The thing to know is first knowing the scriptures. You will be in error having your own ideas about the way God works and having a lot of difficulties and getting very confused. The reason is you may not know the scriptures. Knowing the scriptures is very important. You will be in error and you will make serious mistakes about God just because you don't know the scriptures or it could be because you don't fully understand the power of God. That's what Jesus was telling these Pharisees. You are gravely mistaken. You are in serious error because you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the word of God. So if you want to know how God moves, read the scriptures. Know the scriptures. Get to know God through his word. You know, the other day I was joking. I said, the Bible is God on paper. Because the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Every time you read the Scriptures, this is a living document. Something lives from this Scripture, and it changes your life. John 6, 63, Jesus says, the flesh profits nothing. It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So when you hear the word of God, you are receiving life from God and the life could change your life. So it's going by scripture, not how you feel. A lot of Christians go by how they feel. Today they feel well, so God is close. Tomorrow they are not feeling as good, so God is far. That's not the way it works. Go by what God says. Because God cannot change himself. He is the word of God. So he cannot change himself. When you know the word, you've come to know God. We don't have to know God in person. 
like a friend. But once you know his word, you've come to know him. And when you know his word, you'll know his power. And then you'll never be in error. error, And he can walk in your life. That's how simple it is. Now, in John chapter 14, verse 12, talking about the process, Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me. We have a room full of believers. He who believes in me, the works, and Jesus is talking about the signs, the miracles that he did. The works that I did, the works that I do, that's continued to do, right? The works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than this will he do. Because I go to my father. So when he's gone, we're doing greater works. And whatever you ask in my name, based on what I've just told you, he said, he says, based on what I just told you, that you can do greater work, and whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. So you, you do it in his name, it's done so the Father is glorified because the, son say, the Father said, This is my beloved Son. Listen to Him. Hear Him. If you ask anything in my name, He says, I will do it. Now, for most Christians, we read this scripture and we just go to the next verse. I'd like you to stop there. Think about what Jesus is saying. He's not talking to preachers. He says, he who believes in me, and I'm a believer. And you have to stop there. And if you have not stopped there, all you wanted to do is to be a religious person, maybe. I want to know what Jesus has for me, and what I could do in his name. He's not just going to church and worshiping God. He wants me to do something in his name. If he is saying, he who believes, he says, assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And I'm a believer, and you just forget about what he said. You should think on it. You should meditate on it. How can I do what Jesus did? Does it ever concern you that you don't even think about doing what Jesus said you could do? His words don't mean much to you if you've never thought about it. Maybe he wasn't talking to me. He was talking to the apostles. But we don't see that there. He's saying you can do it. You know why? Because if you zero in on that and you really want to know this, how I can be like Jesus, you will get the blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. But if you don't want it, God will not bother with you and you will not go into the deep. Because deep calls out to deep. You got to want to have something to do with it. Every child of God. And so when you listen to the scriptures here, he says, you would do greater work for me. I'm thinking, I've not even done, not a little of what I see you've done. How can I do greater works? Is this a joke? If you believe in me, as he says, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he'll do also. Really? That should get us excited, but no. We're thinking, 
how could I ever do that? Am I alone or you're, you're real quiet? <laughs> like you, Pastor, we got that down. I will be shocked. I'll sit you down so you show me how you got it down. Greater works. But you know, Jesus told us how it could be done. It's called the process. He told us how it could be done. And that's what this message is about. So that you can not only think about doing miracles in his name, but you draw so close to him so that you lose your fear and you walk in life just like he walked. Because Jesus was clear in John chapter 17, beginning from verse 14 all the way down, he said, they are not of this world, just as I am not of this world. Can you believe that? Those of us who believe in him, Jesus himself said, and you know, he cannot lie, right? He cannot lie. He said, they are not of this world, just as I am not of this world. So when you were born again, you have your DNA. The Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new what? A new creature. Oh, the old is passed away, and all things have become new. You are a new creation. We listen to that, but we don't really think about what we're reading. And so the Bible tells us in, in Matthew chapter 13, if you don't understand the word, the enemy comes in and he steals the word from your heart and it doesn't bear fruit. Whereas Jesus spoke those words so that we can listen to them and the word, the same word that created the universe, can make us what the word says. Exactly. We make it too complicated. And once anyone is able to kind of go through, and we say, wow, you see that? You can do the same thing. There are no stars in the kingdom. We are all brothers. Amen? Can I hear an amen? We all can do this. It's not just for the preachers. Because people think it's for preachers, they're always fighting. I want to get to the behind the pulpit so I can preach. Let me let pastor know I can speak. Stay back where you are there, do it, and I can know you can preach. Amen. He said, we can do this. And he told us how we did it. Listen, in John 14, verse 10, I'm going back again to the message because I have a lot to say, say here. He says, do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, the words that I speak to you. So he's talking about the Father being in him, and him being in the Father, and then he steps into the words that he speaks. The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, not of myself. It's not coming right from me, of just Jesus. He's from the Father. He says, but the Father who dwells in me, the words that I speak to you, they are from the Father. Where is the Father? The Father is dwelling in him. He says he does the work. So if I can get the Father to dwell in me, hello, if I can get the Father to dwell in me, and I hear his words, and I speak his words, he does the work, the Father who is dwelling in me. And in verse 20, Jesus says, At that day you will know that 
I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Well, if Jesus is in his Father, and Jesus is in you, the Father is in you, right? So he dwells inside of you. So what we need is to know what the Father is saying, and we boldly proclaim what he's saying, and the Father is the one that does the work. Now, in, in uh, John chapter 14, verse 21, I didn't give this scripture. Jesus says uh, very clearly there, he said, uh, He who has my commandment and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And if you love me, he who loves me, the Father will love him. And we, he said, and I will love him and I will manifest myself to him. You know what that means, manifest? <laughs> Listen, if you have financial troubles and Jesus manifests himself to you in your financial trouble, guess what happened to your financial trouble? Poof, it's gone. If you have oppression, you're sick, and Jesus manifests himself in your sickness, guess what? The sickness is gone. So we're doing everything to make Jesus manifest himself. Sometimes we cry. But he didn't say, if you cry, and my father will dwell in your heart. Did he say that? If you keep his word. If you love him, you keep his word. And then they will come. And later Jesus said, if you love me, verse 23, Jesus said very clearly, he says, the one who loves me keeps my word. And I, my father, and I will come and make our home with him. So what does that mean? The father dwells inside of you. And guess who the father is? He's the one who does the works. He does the works. The father is the one who does the work. Let me read another scripture here. Matthew, uh, John chapter 5, verse 17. But Jesus answered, My father has been working until now, and I have been working. You know, the Pharisees and the Jews, they thought uh, after the seventh day, and some people still think that way today. <laughs> and it's strange that they think that way, that uh, uh, God created the, the heavens and the earth, right? And created all the animals, and then, then uh, uh, he, he had worked so hard six days, and, and he needed a rest. And so God rested on the Sabbath day, right? And so the people think God is still, work, is still resting. Jesus says, no, that's not the case. The Father is still, he has been working from that time on. He's still working, and I'm doing the same thing. God at work in your life. Can I hear a man? God is doing the work in your life right now. Where you see that, God's doing the work. He's transforming you, not for your sake alone, but for His glory. You were created for His glory. And God wants to refine you so that the world can see the kind of person is created in you. You are like a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. That's what the Bible says. So Jesus said, my father is still working. You guys don't recognize that he's still working, but I'm telling you guys, my father is still working and I'm working with him. And then in verse 19, it says, Jesus himself says, most assuredly, basically, I'm not going to lie to you. Listen to this. I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself. 
that the Son of God, Jesus himself, cannot do anything apart from the Father. That's what he's saying. The Son can do nothing of himself. Some men say, well, he's the Son of God. He can do whatever he wants. No, not according to Jesus. And you know, in John, in, uh, John chapter 15, verse 3, uh, verse 5, sorry, Jesus made it clear to us. He says, without me, you can what? Do nothing. That's what it says. So we are on the same level with Jesus, right? He can do anything without the Father. And we can do anything without Him. But if we have Him, we also have the Father. And if the Father is in us, we just have to see how Jesus did His stuff. And if we follow through with what Jesus did by keeping the words that He gave to us, then we'll see exactly the same thing. That's where the secret is. This is the process. So he tells us very clearly, I can't do anything of myself. Most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. What he sees the father do. So Jesus is telling us the process, how things have been done. Why he did what he did on earth. How he did what he did on earth. He says, I can see the Father doing it, then I'm doing exactly what I see the Father doing. For whatever he does, the Son does in, in what? In like manner. In like manner. So for me, I'm as guilty as everyone else. You know, I'm praying for the sick. All I know is lay your hands. You know what I mean? Always lay your hands. But Jesus didn't do that every time. Right? He didn't do that every time. At other times he just said, okay, go. Right? But he said, the words that I speak, I'm not speaking of myself. He heard his father say, don't pray for that guy, tell him to go home. Right? And he said the word. He says, I never say a word of my own. The words you speak to you, that's what the father gave to me. And in John 17, he says, I delivered your word to them. Everything, every word you gave to me, I delivered it to them. I never spoke any word. I mean, I'm telling you, if you stay with what God says every day, that's all you say. You don't say anything that's going on around you, how they feel, what's go- how people feel and what you're hearing. You just say what God says, your life is going to be transformed. Before long, people will be coming to you, something different about you. Tell us what's going on here. Because your life's going to be transformed. We don't do that. We want the religious thing. Sometimes because we want people to say, he's really nice. Or he has this. Just do what the Father tells you to do. He says, he does it in like manner. In like manner. Last Sunday I talked about the fact that Jesus had healed the blind before, right? But when he saw the man that was born from from, from birth, I mean born blind from birth, Jesus didn't do the same thing. He didn't touch his eyes. He made clay. At other times, he spat on there <laughs> and touched their tongue. No preacher does that in America. They'll call. <laughs> so the pastor spits on people, you know. They are not going back to that church. He spits on them. So they get well. I don't care. How can somebody spit on somebody? Okay. But Jesus didn't care about what people thought. He had the results. Amen? They may 
argue with you and hate you for a while, but they're coming back. When they are sick, they know where to go. <laughs> Amen? They speak, put, put it there, I want to see, right? The others may be offended. One preacher said, they hate the healing message until they get sick. And the doctor says, there is no hope. Then they come back. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Listen to this. It says, for the father loves the son. The father loves the son. Verse 20. The father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you mean the father shows him? That's Jesus. It's because it's Jesus. That's why he's showing him everything that he does. I don't think I can be that way. Is that not what you and I feel? <laughs> I don't think I can do that way. Why did the father show him everything that he was doing? Because the father loves the son. Right? But if you read in John 17, Jesus says that the love that you have for me, be the same kind of love that you have for them. As you have loved me. The same quality of love. Right? Read in John 17. The same love. Not the different kind of love. Because he came from above and we also came from above through the new birth. We live on the earth, but through the new birth, we came to the world. Amen? We need to accept this. This is what's holding us back. You and I. It's holding us back. That's why Paul says, you, are, you act like mere men, just ordinary men. You are not ordinary. There is a part of you that's divine. If Jesus is living in you, that means you say, I have Jesus in my heart. Don't we say that? Do you really mean it? Jesus is in your heart. That means God is in your heart. You can't be the same thing, the same kind of person as the person that doesn't have God in his heart. And you're exactly the same. That's a lie. That's a lie. You're different. You are very different. And be it unto you according to your faith. We have not believed this, so we walk and Satan is oppressing us. The one that has been defeated, his teeth has been pulled out of his mouth and he's destroyed. He's harassing us and we're saying, oh God, save me from Satan. He has no teeth. He can't bite. He's, he, roams, he roams around like a roaring lion, but he can't hurt anybody. We're just afraid because we don't have knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. We need this knowledge to stand firm and not be afraid of anything. I was reading yesterday in the funeral, Paul says, to me, to, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. No fear of death. No fear of death. That's the believer. Listen to this. Love and shows you all things. And we're going to develop this so you understand. And I'm learning. This is great. I'm waiting for great opportunities. I can't wait until we have our next healing service. Because uh, I'm finding new things that I want to put into practice. Okay? Mm-hmm. I call it experiment. You know, <laughs> we experiment and see how it works. 
and is good. Listen to this. God wants to show you everything that he's doing. We don't think we can hear him. You understand what I'm saying? We look at ourselves, we handle ourselves much, much less in the way he sees us. And it's the enemies like, did God say about you this? No. Don't you really look at you sorry, you? And we believe that lie. When we have been transformed by his blood. When we have been made new creations. And the Bible says we are joint heirs with Christ. You know the difference? A joint heir eh, means you are part, you are part owner of this stuff, right? Joint heir with Christ. We are stewards of not something that uh, some other person owns and gives to us, please keep. No, we own that stuff that God gave to his sons. We are part of that stuff. That's what Romans chapter 8, joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to this. John 15 verse 14, it says, you are my friends. Amen? You are my friends. In the Old Testament, God considered Abraham Abraham as his friend. And God says, can I do anything without telling Abraham? I've got to tell him. Before he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, this is God saying, he actually came down from heaven with two angels, walked like a man, as a man, and walked to Abraham and said, I can't keep what I'm about to do from Abraham. Because it was serious thing. And here, Jesus says it to us. You are my friends. You know, it's not just singing, I am a friend of God. And say, that sounds good. No, it's true. Jesus is the one calling us friends. He says, you are my friends. If you do whatever I command you. No longer do I, you know, do whatever I command you. Every time you read the word command, you, if you do my words, if you keep my words, if you take it seriously, that's all he's saying. You take it and you accept it. Amen? And it's the word that gives you power. I already said, when God gives you a command, the command is what gives you the authority, the ability, and what qualifies you to be whatever the command says. That's what Jesus said. I have the power to lay down my life and I have the power to take it back again. This command I received from my Father. So the command is the power. So when you receive it, you have the power to do it. Now listen to this. No longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. He's making, even till now, He wants to make known to us, and I'm coming back to another scripture, that God has a means to make you know everything that the Father is doing and to speak to your life. We're just not listening. And we're allowing the enemy to talk to us and to tell us we're not worthy of it. And God, Well, who makes you worthy? He's got to be Him. You can't make yourself worthy. And that's what faith and grace is all about. You repent and ask God for mercy. And His grace takes that away. Because of course you can't repent without faith. 
And repentance only comes through faith. And if it's a repentance born out of faith, that transforms your life. Everything else is pushed away. And then you come into a new relationship with God where he sees you as his friend. You know what? You are God's friend on earth. He's counting on you to represent him. The world, they're accusing him of all kinds of crazy stuff. And he's expecting you to defend him. But not only asking you to defend him with your mouth, he's also asking you to defend him with his power. Because he's given that to you. And you can do the same thing that the son did. That's what Jesus said. If you don't believe the father is, if you've seen me, you've seen the father, believe me because of the signs I'm doing. And Jesus said, you can do the same signs. Every one of us can do it. I started doing this, praying for the sick and getting people, before I became a preacher. It's not for preachers alone. I know the preachers would like to keep that like a secret. And then I'm anointed brother of God. Bring the sick. It's just to lift yourself up. And then you put people down. I don't believe in that. Jesus didn't do that. He gave his disciples the authority to go out, right? <laughs> fishers of men, right? They went out. But they were fishermen. And they came back and said, Ha ha, Master, we dealt with the devil. Amen. And Jesus rejoiced over it. He rejoiced over it. And he will rejoice even more if we will step out and we do the same thing that God has called us to do. The secret is here. Just as I have loved you. In John chapter 3, it says very clearly there, He, that's John the Baptist speaking, He must increase. And I must decrease. You see, whenever God increases in your life, your natural you will decrease. Guess what's happening? God's taking over. Amen? But you have to be willing. Because it's not going to be the old you. It's going to be a new you because of God taking over in your life. He says this, he who comes from above, I just told you Jesus said you are from above. Didn't I say that? You can read that. He who is from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speak of the earth. He, you see, we have all the scientists and all of that. They're telling of all kinds of stuff, right? Hey, sometimes they're right. Sometimes I wonder what they're doing. <laughs> but they only speak of the earth what they know he who comes from heaven is above all and what he has seen notice again that's talking about Jesus John the Baptist talking about Jesus what he has seen from the father and heard from the father that he testified And no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony has certified that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks what? The words of God. And then he says, because. That's the secret. Because 
or four, God does not give the Spirit by measure. There's a key here, and we'll come, to come, we'll come into that later. It's a principle here. If you speak the Word of God, it's got to be coming from the Spirit of God, right? And God is a Spirit. Now, he whom God has sent speaks the Word of God. So when I hear a lot of opinion, God didn't send him. Hello? If he's offering all of his opinions and all of that, every time his opinion, things of the world and stuff, and no scripture at all, nothing about God, God didn't send them. Like Shambach used to say, God called some of them and others just went. You've got to speak the word of God. When God's called you, you speak the words of God and the words of God and God alone. But he's got to come from the Spirit. Notice it says, He whom God has sent speaks the word of God for because God is not, does not give the Spirit to the one he has sent in measure. You know, I'd always thought that this scripture was saying about Jesus, he didn't receive the Spirit in measure, it was the fullness of it, but I changed my mind. If God sent you, he gives you everything you need to fulfill the job. And you won't do it without the Holy Spirit. If he gives you part of the Holy Spirit, that's not going to work. It's the Holy Spirit in you. Don't ask me how this is possible. I don't know. It's a mystery. But that's what God said. And the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. All you have to do is desire in your heart, God, I want to be like that. That's all you need. A lot of Christians don't desire, they just want to be, go to church, give their offerings, do your part. <laughs> That's all. No. You can know God and really be a minister. You don't have to be behind the pulpit. I enjoyed when I was out there, you know, in crusade stuff. It was fun for me just to see what God was doing every single day. People getting well, people... Get, I, I was really moved when a woman that had been sick for 25 years. 25 years. And I, I didn't know she was sick. All I did was pray with them to receive the Holy Spirit. And she came and brought an offering because she said nothing to anyone. She came back a few days later. I just want to thank, thank God. And I brought this offering for 25 years. I had had this condition. And in one minute, it was gone. The good thing is, if good feeling that... God's doing is confirming what I was doing. That may give me a lot of confidence, you know. It does. God's with me. And then the thing is, I want to keep it this way. I don't want to get crazy, okay. I don't want to lose this. You seek Him more. You see what I'm talking about? And then the best of it, you can see the smile in this person's face. They came in distraught, wondering if this will ever go away. And just because you spoke his word, the life is changed. That's what this is all about. When people say, well, I just don't want to do that. I just want to. It's not about you. It's about what the father wants. It's about what the father wants. And if you want what the father wants, you will have the best life. But if you want it your way, 
<laughs> I did it my way. <laughs> you may find that way is really rough. We have to do it in its own way. He wants to give us the Spirit, and through the Spirit, He speaks to us, and we do what He says. The Jesus, I'm going to give you, because I'm going to stop here. In, 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 John, in John 16, Jesus started saying, He said, I'm going to send the Comforter. He says, when He is come, He's not going to speak from His own authority. So guess what the Holy Spirit is going to come to do to us? Tell us. Just like the Father was speaking to Jesus, and Jesus was putting out the word, and the Father was doing the work. So to us, Jesus said, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. When he's come, he's not going to speak of his own authority. He will take from mine, he will show it to you. Why? So you do exactly in like manner, and voila, here comes the miracle. Amen? Here comes the miracle. They may clap for you, but then when they ask you, how you do it? It's the Father that dwells in me. He gives me what to say, and I say it. He does the work. He gets the glory. And the Son is glorified in your life. That's what this is all about. I have a lot of things that I'm going to share. Next Sunday, I'm going to talk about the process more, beginning from creation. It's the same way it works. Every time. That's the way God does his things. Put it this way. The father has the idea. He gives the idea to his son and says, speak it. You know what? He's the word. And he, the words, the, he shouts the word like Jesus said to Lazarus. You know, when Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. If he had said, come forth, all those dead people all around him, they would be all coming up. It was just specific. It's Lazarus I'm talking to, not the rest of you guys. Okay. <laughs> Lazarus, come forth. Where did he get those words from? He heard the Father saying it. I never speak my own words. I listen to him, and what he tells me, that's what I say. And he is the one that is doing the work. But thank God, he's given us the same Holy Spirit that can talk to us. He says when he's come, he will guide you into what? All truth. He will take from me, he'll show it to you. Can you see how the scripture comes together? Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. When we talk about righteousness, we're thinking about holy living. No, you are complete in him. Amen? Who is the head of principalities, and powers. Colossians 2 verse 9. So we are complete already. But righteousness is spreading the light through signs and wonders and changing, changing people's lives. I've, I've talked too much. Stand up. <laughs> Please desire these things. Okay? Search the scriptures yourself. And be, don't see yourself as just a Christian that goes to church. Believe me, no pastor is different from his members. The only difference is their calling. You can do what I can do. We all can do it together. Amen? That then we spread it all over the world. That's what Christianity is all about. Okay? 
Is there anyone? All heads bow. Is there anyone here today? I know we have people here. You really need Jesus in your life. You're not sure if you die today, you will go to heaven. I want you to have that assurance. And God will give you that assurance. It's so important. If you die today, would you make it to heaven? If you say, well, I really don't know. How can you really know? That's what we're talking about. You can know that for sure. All I need you to do is put your hand up and be sincere before God. Sometimes we are so concerned about men. Be sincere before God. Say, I have doubts whether I will make it. I really want to know. And that's you. Raise your hand. And God sees it. We'll say a word of prayer. And God will make that clear. I see that hand. Raise your hand now. If that's you today, you need to know without a doubt. If I die today, I'll go to heaven. Put your hand up quickly. Put it back down. Okay. Let's pray. Father God, everyone join me. Father God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, into the world. I believe he died for my sins. Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That should give you a complete assurance in your heart that you belong to the Father. You don't need to say the same prayer again because He heard you today. That's just what God says. You just have to trust Him that He heard you. What you should do is say, God, I thank you. I am your child. Say, man, just keep telling Him. That makes Him glad because you believe. Believing is what does it for God. You have to believe. When you believe what God has said, even though some of the things that I'm saying to you today, they sound so far-fetched. When you believe it and say, God, I'm going to try that in my life. You know what you've done? You've honored Him. When you question it and you doubt it, you dishonor Him. And I don't want to do that. Amen? And if I'm struggling, I'll say, God, I believe. And then I add, please help my own belief. Okay? And he does do that, he does do that for us as well. Amen? Father, thank you. Go with your people today, today and bless them this memorial day. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're sick in the body or whatever you need, my wife and I, some of our prayer partners will be out here. Come up, we'll pray for you so that God will bring that fullness of joy into your heart. Ask that you may receive that your joy may be full. Amen. We're dismissed.